0: Happy December 8th. My name is Bill, and you're here with Bible in a Year with Bill. How's my levels? Feels a little loud. Not so bad now. <laughs> anyway, oh boy, I'm having a rough time here. I'm bumping my microphone. And Today we're on day 342 of our journey through the Bible, and today we're going to be reading from 1 Timothy, all chapters, or not, sorry, not all chapters, just the first four chapters of 1 Timothy. This is Paul's writing to Timothy. So without further ado, First Timothy, chapter 1. You can hear me change, turning my Bible pages here. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I'm writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. May God, our Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord, give you grace, mercy, and peace. When I left for Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those who don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations, which don't help people have a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about, even though they speak so confidently. We know that the law is good when used correctly, for the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexually immoral or who practice homosexuality or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, in my insolence I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that come from Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honour and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal King, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you, based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked hymenius and alexander are two examples i threw them out and handed them over to satan so they might learn not to blaspheme god first timothy chapter 2 i urge you first of all to pray for all people ask god to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity this is good and pleases god our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth for there is one god and one mediator who can reconcile god and humanity the man jesus christ he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time, and I have been chosen as a preacher and apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I'm not exaggerating, just telling the truth. In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. Women should learn quietly and submissively. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen quietly, for God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve." And it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan, the woman was deceived, and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. 1 Timothy chapter 3 This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's children? A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Jesus Christ. I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. But God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks, for we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and particularly of all believers. Teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you have received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word today. Thank you for your word. Do you enjoy worship? Do you love to put on a worship album and get lost in the moment worshiping with the artists and musicians, praising and worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ and His Father? I sure do. And I don't know very many believers who don't enjoy a time of worship. Even at church, being in a large group of believers singing praise to the Most High can be so healing and uplifting to the soul. But how else can we worship? Is the latest CD by Elevation the only way we can worship? Of course not. We can worship our Lord and Savior with every aspect of our lives, from the clothes we wear, the job we go to every day, the way we treat people around us, and yes, even the things we think about and set our minds to. Paul talks to Timothy about the qualities needed to be a church leader or deacon, and I believe these are characteristics that every believer should aspire to have. We should all strive for the leadership and deacon qualities, integrity, self-control, faithfulness, honesty, the list goes on. Having these qualities in our lives are other, less conspicuous ways that we can live lives of worship in every aspect. Thank you for joining me here today on Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you all tomorrow. Take care now.